This is Your Week in Gaming, episode 21, recorded for the 15th of September 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk Steam's anniversary, Super Mario Bros, Lies of P, and we are joined by a very special Souls-like guest. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 21 of Your Week in Gaming. First of all, apologies for not having an episode last week. There are big things happening in my life and sometimes it uh, just means that I do not have the time to do everything that I need to. So, sorry, we will make it up for you. We've got a really good episode. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Samantha. Hello. If it makes you all feel any better, he's also abandoned his D&D campaign. So, you know, like just we're just like uh, one in a long string of like collateral damage in Andrew's life. I, I do apologize. It's it's a case of new new job starting. It's a, it's a case of relocating cross country. So there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of moving parts, but we'll promise to make sure that we can get as many of these episodes out without destroying anybody's uh, joy for listening to these episodes. Uh, we do have a special guest with us uh, today, but uh, I'm going to allow Sam to do the introduction. Uh, I mean, I feel like this guy needs no introduction. Uh, he is Fair. the self-proclaimed best Souls-like streamer in South Africa. Uh, yeah, everybody say hello to Smurf. Hello, everybody. That is that is true. I am the number one Soulsborne challenge streamer in South Africa. I is... have checked, though. I have actually looked into it. What What is the metric for that? Well, no How one do else does that? it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't be lost if you're the only there one that does it, it right <laughs> yeah so i mean there's other people that that stream soul stuff but i've i kind of focus on it and, and specifically adding additional challenges into the runs mm-hmm. there there is just nobody else that does that there's like one or two that pop up from time to time not on the same level i, got the skills. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ego but sometimes you know when when you know that you're that good it's a good to toot your own horn and you know wave that play wave that flag up high you know what i mean you see we're yeah, just exactly. talking about stumbling over words <laughs> even we Isn't do the, sorry are you not the same person who was like oh man sam's inflating her ego this this woman now you're like yes 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 you know say how wonderful uh, you are this is totally fine Double let's standards. just brush let's just brush that under the carpet real quick <laughs> So, as Sam obviously mentioned, if you had seen us on TikTok or YouTube or uh, X, um, the little shorts that we we would have posted, uh, we've got a bit of a month uh, theme, and this month is Souls-like, so that's why we had to get uh, its Smurfs on. Um, We're going to have a little (laughs) chat about some Souls-like game that's coming out, but uh, before that, there's a lot of other news that we want to get through. Um, and gaming news now, and Steam has celebrated their 20th birthday in the most Valve-fashioned way possible by making a sale, which will inevitably cause us to engage in it and add more games to our ever-growing list of games, which we're probably not going to be playing anytime soon. Um, if you have not noticed it yet, uh, they have changed their color back to the army green that was the original color back in 2003 when Steam was uh, first used as a means to update Counter-Strike as well as for matchmaking in it. Um, since then, has it evolved into probably the biggest gaming platform in the other world. If you have not engaged in the sale yet, then I urge you to go and venture through the catalog of games that they have. Um, all the Valve titles are on sale and some of the other biggest games from each of those years is also on sale. Never played Left 4 Dead? Go pick it up for like 90% off at the moment. It's like a dollar or 10 rand here in South Africa. It's really, really cheap, along with everything else. So if you treat games like Pokemon uh, on Steam and you've got to catch them all, you've got at least until the 19th of September to go and pick up 
uh, some games. I don't know if you uh, guys have actually gone to go and have a look at what this Steam page looks like, or even scrolled through some of the uh, the big events from like 2003 right up to like 2023 at all. I have not. I didn't even know it was their 20th. <laughs> there you Trust- go. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm. I like. I grew up on console and. Um, most of my gaming as an adult has been on console. I really only got the PC in place for streaming. I will say, so this was something that I was saying to Andrew before we started like a little while ago, but I was like, the great thing about being broke is that you can't waste money. You don't have any. Yeah, so- you make the best financial decisions <laughs> when you don't have to make financial decisions. hundred percent, bro. <laughs> so uh, that Steam sale is probably not going to be seeing me, but uh, for those of you who are a little bit more flush... I feel like like Steam has so many sales though. Like, yeah, are any of them actually special? Uh, you know, and and our games do they actually cost what they cost when everything's always on sale? Is it? No, I mean these games are really, really, really cheap. Like, I mean you can go and pick up like uh, Counter Strike Source and all of those for like ten, twelve rand. It's they're really cheap. But uh, but why would you want to? <laughs> why not? Got to have them all, right? So <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Uh, I just want to take a little snippet, right? So 2003, when Steam first launched, let me take you back, right? It was September 12th, 2003, all right? MySpace launched in 2003. Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor of California, right? And In the Club is the number one song. Oh, (laughs) my God. That's how bad that goes. Right, just think about it. That is how far and how old Steam is. I mean, if you go to just like even four years past it, right, two thousand and seven. All right, Steam was very busy, or Valve especially. Um, they they launched Portal, Team Fortress Two, and Half Life Two Episode Two as part of the Orange Box. This was in two thousand and seven. Um, it was also the year that they hosted their very first major Steam sale, which was 10 to 50% off everything in December of that same year, right? Uh, other things that happened in this year, Apple launched the very first iPhone. Netflix starts streaming, right? Really? And, <laughs> yeah. And Keyboard Cat is one of the several memes of that moment. Wait, Keyboard Watch Cat is from 2003? 2007. Yeah. 2007. Sorry, oh, geez, I was like, that, what? That okay, but I mean, that's... recently, didn't it? What? I, I think mm. so, sadly, but... Uh, sadly, yeah. Bro, remember but, when Grumpy Cat died? Oh, man. I, I yeah. didn't know but, that. Yeah, Ow. sad. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> the feels, <Ow>. bro. <laughs> right in the feels. But yeah, that is how old Steam is. It is... And when, you, when I was doing some scrolling, I was like, it's the first time in a long time that I've actually scrolled through and read something, and I was like, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hit the big three zero this year. Yeah, I mean, hitting thirty or something. And let me tell you, when oh, I had a look at children, <sighs> yes, Dad. All right, but <laughs> okay, like... um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, a couple yeah, years. I'm, a, I'm, I'm forty. I turned thirty-seven in what are we in September? Uh, next yeah. month, October. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, but uh, yeah, it just. <laughs> Steam, Steam is really old. I mean, some people are, <laughs> this is a scary thing. Some people are younger than how old Steam is, right? And they are playing games and they're better than us in those games as well. <laughs> Thankfully, my Just nephew is not there yet. Like he's 10 <laughs> and he is not good at games. And that makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, if you're looking for some games and you just want to take a stroll down memory lane to go and see when the first like Modern Warfare came out and everything, go hit up uh, Steam on like their homepage right at the top. It's got the 20th anniversary. You'll see things from Team Fortress, etc. Click on that banner. Uh, everything is there. And uh, take a stroll down. And if you need to, games are on sale until the 19th of September. Yeah, I want to well, check that out. Speaking of uh, taking a stroll down memory lane, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the first major 2D Mario game in a decade. I right, just let that sink in. It's been 10 years. This takes place in the Flower Kingdom and not the Mushroom Kingdom. And as such, it has beautiful, a beautiful and vibrant color palette, along with catchy and upbeat music that will leave you feeling nostalgic for those weekend mornings in your PJs, jamming away on the old NES, challenging your siblings and friends and reveling in your youth, a thing that none of us are familiar with anymore. <laughs> uh, the biggest new gameplay hook is the Wonder Seeds, hidden pickups in each stage that have transformative and unpredictable effects on the gameplay. One seed might summon a herd of bulrushes to stampede across the screen uh, that offers an alternate ending to the entire stage. Another might inflate you into a giant balloon. There are also wild new power-ups as well, which add to the whimsy and delight of the game. One example is a power-up which gives you a drill bit for a hat and lets you burrow into the ground walls or ceiling to reach otherwise impossible places. Treat your inner child, and maybe your actual children, to a blast from the past with Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I've never been the hugest 2D platformer gamer, but seeing the trailers makes me think that this one could just be the exception. Yeah, I remember when um, PlayStation, when the first PS1 came out, I felt they still did um, like platformers and eventually we started getting more of like the 3D um, side-scrolling platformers and they got a bit funky with it. Man, all I did growing up was platformers and I felt by that point like I'd done my time and I don't <laughs> want to touch them again. And I didn't play a platform <laughs> game for decades. It was like probably two console generations before I got around to playing another one. Like I was just, I had enough. Um, Spyro, Croc, didn't touch that. It, it just wasn't for me. <gasps> Yeah, it's oh, like, amazing. I just missed out on Croc too much. I, I missed, oh, I said I didn't touch it. I messed around a bit with Croc, um, Legend of the Gobos. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The only thing I remember from it is uh, the trampoline. There was a trampoline yes! you could like, go yes. to, and, but like you didn't really jump. And it was this kind of like this like hard piece of paper. It's, it was weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, until, until like I'd been streaming for a while and, and chat suggested I try Hollow Knight, like, I didn't. It wasn't for me. I didn't even want to play Hollow Knight. So I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow Knight, the Soulsborn of 2D platformers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, 2D platformers, I mean, uh, you know, they date back. I mean, even I remember playing Contra. on like, Circus you know, Charlie. Circus oh, Charlie. Circus I mean, Charlie was the GOAT. It, it, Probably like the, the hardest game I've ever played. Honestly. Oh, yes. Honestly. <laughs> It was mm. so underrated in terms of how difficult it was. Like people were yeah. like, oh, it's okay, sorry. I mean, it's just like jumping through, you know, hoops of fire with it. And I was like, have you actually played the game and like tried to jump through those hoops perfectly every single time? It is hard, right? That game will probably still trip a lot of people up. But like mm -hmm. Circus Charlie, great. I mean, other other uh, platformers that have been quite popular is is things like Cuphead that came out a couple of mm. years ago. Um, I mean, that was, you know, two-player. That was a lot of fun. There was one that I played 
I don't think you can purchase it on Steam or anything like that. I just remember a friend coming over with a flash drive and he's like, dude, you got to try this game. And all I remember was that we were two small dudes and we were shooting Smurfs and Care Bears and it, I, I can't remember what it was, but it was a ton of fun. Um, but going back to, to Mario here, I was looking at some of the screenshots. It looks very colorful. Uh, I haven't played a Mario game in probably years actually <laughs> a lot of years it, it it looks it looks like fun yeah i'll check it out i've got the um i got the switch but i don't know this generation nintendo this time around like they're just not getting me mm. it's just nothing i want to do i didn't even get um tears of the kingdom oh yeah uh, that's the the zelda one right yeah that's yeah. the latest zelda yeah, yeah. yeah i had um i got breath of the wild it was mm. nice it wasn't it was great right it wasn't nice it was mm. great but I didn't feel like a Zelda game. I yeah. think there will be some Dar Hard fans that are going to be coming after you for <laughs> comments like that because Zelda is really, really good. I mean, people have their own opinions, but I mean, like Zelda is 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 really good. But uh, I don't think many games can beat the old school Mario mm. playing on the NES. You know, on a Saturday morning. Maybe you only yeah. had one controller and you had to fight your sibling for it. And there was often hair pulling or punching and kicking. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, That's me and my sister. Oof. I will say just um, on the topic of Nintendo and I like, oh man, the timing is always so terrible. So for those that aren't aware, we record the podcast on a Wednesday, we release on a Friday morning. So everything that happens on Thursday and wouldn't you know it, uh, yesterday, as at the day of release, was the Nintendo Direct. So unfortunately, as that day of recording, we don't have that information. But if you are interested in what Nintendo is up to, uh, they did have a, I think it was like a 40-minute long show. So go and check that out. Yeah, yeah. Title's releasing this year, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool to to catch. But uh, I suppose next week we will bring you some of that news from that. Very likely. Right, moving on to our major headline of this week's episode. Lies of P is releasing in just a few days. I believe it's next week, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and we could not be more excited. We've covered this game on a previous episode, but so much more information has been released since then. And with the release so close at hand, we thought we'd bring in the big guns to chat about what we could Mm -hmm. expect and just why people are so excited for this game. For those that don't know, Lies of P is the latest Souls-like game in which you play as a kind of steampunk Pinocchio. But uh, don't let Disney's rendition of Pinocchio fool you. The true story, much like most fairy tales, is in fact no fairy tale. It is quite dark and twisted, and Lies of P leans far more heavily into the dark origins of this story. The world is themed from around the Industrial Revolution, Uh, obviously where uh, advancements were coming through, technology was constantly improving, uh, but it's far more advanced as, for example, many service personnel were no longer people, but rather robots. And of course, they become the main enemies that you will be fighting uh, in this game. And of course, yes, the robots, they have gone rogue. So yeah, we are really looking forward to Lies of P, but obviously we've got Smurf here to chat about it and uh, about Souls-like games in general. So what what are you most excited about when it comes to Lies of P? You know what? When I tried the demo, I hated it. Oh! (laughs) I really did. But I went into it like expecting something different. And I think I wasn't fair on that game at all. And... Mm -hmm. 
so I, I, I streamed it. I streamed the, the, a bit of the demo. I kind of went up to the first boss, messed around with them like a little bit and stopped there. Cause I didn't want to spoil too much for myself moving forward. After that, I watched other people playing it. And what's weird is you start to realize things you didn't realize when you played. So like what I was screwing up on, other people weren't. But what they were screwing up on, I was like, why are you doing it that way? And I started to realize that everyone had this idea that it was uh, Pinocchio Bloodborne. That yeah. was like mm-hmm. the opinion that was flying around. So I went in like, oh, cool, Pinocchio Bloodborne. And it's a bit obvious when you when you think about it, right? And he's got the... Uh, the, me- the mechanical arm and he- he's got all his like funky tools and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you actually watch the game played and you play it, there is a deeper, I don't want to say a clone. That's not quite what it is, but there is a deeper sort of inspiration you see that they've got from Sekiro. And there's a, the parry mechanic. I- I'm terrible at like parries in, in souls games. Sekiro, obviously it's the main point of the game. So like you kind of, mm-hmm. you just get used to it in Sekiro. But there's a parry mechanic in the game that I was starting to notice from other people that you just don't, the game itself doesn't really show you unless it's in a tutorial I didn't read. I mean, it's up to chat to read the tutorials <laughs> and tell me how to play anyway. But there's definitely a, a parry focus in that gameplay. And that I'm looking forward to because I said the whole way through, I was telling chat, like the game's weird. It's awkward in a way I can't quite put my finger on um and you, you could, it felt like the game wanted me to play the way it wanted to be played which is also very like Sekiro and I just didn't want to do that and like I was like mm, I'll just do it my way and I'll figure it out and a lot of what I was messing up was just because I was so going so hard against how the game clearly wants to be played but what else is very interesting I think it was Asmongold I'm not 100% sure someone had a interview with the dev and he was asking them about how much how much they're, they're actually uh, listening to the feedback that the people who are playing the game okay, are giving them. Yeah. And everybody at the time was about the role and how there's like not enough R-frames or the role just feels sluggish. And, and going back now and, and thinking about it, that is kind of what I was seeing when other people played. Like I obviously had that issue. But when you see people who do are more mm-hmm. parry-focused and soul stuff play Liza P, that's when you notice like oh that's how the game wants to be played there's just no sort of like um posture meter like you'd see in Sekiro building up as you're doing the parries like you you get no visual cue that you're doing something you're progressing the fight with your parries um so they were discussing that and the devs said weirdly enough it's like the game isn't supposed to be hard like that wasn't the intention it's a tough game but they don't want it to be hard that it's 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 sort of um cutting off new people coming in. So like, I think the game ultimately is going to be a good starting point for people who want to get into Souls-like games. But one thing they did mention was the role and how they're going to be like fixing the role. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting when the game releases, I'm expecting it to have a bit more freedom in um, the way you can express yourself and the way you play it. The thing that I have seen from from Souls-like games is rolling seems to be such a big, important part yeah. of it look i'm also not a souls like gamer at all i when i played dark souls and dark souls 2 i don't like being dropped into the world and like here's the world mm. go on and it's a case of like well where's my quest log tell me like <laughs> point me in the direction and besides that then it's also just you know hard as f- right like i have to uh, like you know you go into a place and you you learn later on why was i getting my my 
pushed in for as long as I was. It's like, no, because you're only supposed to go that to that area when you're like level 12. It's like, oh, okay. Mm. So it's <laughs> literally right next to the starting zone. And I took a left instead of going right. And now this is why I want to break a third Xbox controller. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's nice to know that they actually are, are listening to player feedback in terms of rolling and things like that. I will say yeah. like, so, so we did have the video um, and I know Andrea, you did go and check it out a little bit later on. And we were saying before the show started, it looks so sick, but like the, the weapon swap out mechanic, like the different kinds of weapon that you can use and how you can upgrade it. That looks really cool. Is that like a common thing in these souls like games or is that like a specifically lies of P thing? The way they're doing it in this, not really. Um, it is pretty much how Sekiro works. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to come across as I'm knocking it as a clone, but it's very Sekiro in that sense, very okay. much. Like, you have your uh, your Shinobi tools and oh. all your attachments that you can put on your arm in Sekiro that you use to overcome obstacles within the game. You use it to change up your playstyle within the game. Lars of P is, is heavily like that as well, from what I can see, uh, with the difference being that you can also change your, your main weapon. When Sekiro, you stuck with Katana. Um, mm -hmm. And Lars of P, you've got options there as well. So it's kind of blending. They, they're trying, I think. And now with the update, they kind of mentioned they're going to be doing around the rolling. They're trying to blend dark souls and bloodborne and Sekiro, and come up with something that that gives you that freedom right to be able mm -hmm. to do to 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 find your play style i must say when i played the demo so like i was jamming right like i start i load in and i'm walking around i'm killing robots everything's dope get to the first boss <laughs> and I would like to say that I will blame it on the rolling because it did kind of feel like no matter what I did, I couldn't get away from this clown. So I will give it another try. It is on Xbox Day One, which we, you know, Xbox, we're big fans of the, the Game Pass here. Game Pass, let's go. There you go. Uh, so it is. Believe in it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we are like the poster children from Game Pass. Xbox, if you want to like sponsor, you know, feel free. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely give it a, another try. As much like with Andrew, I'm, I'm not much of a Soulsborne player. Like, we were, again, this is something else we were talking about earlier on, but like, Andrew and I shy away from Omega frustration in video games. But I take it a step further than him because he likes hardcore, which I find hilarious. He's like, it's about the challenge, Sam. And I'm like, Souls born for me? No, no, no. I just want to jam, right? I'm, I'll, I'll play Paleo. I'll water my crops. You know, give the villagers <laughs> gifts. No frustration. Hard chilling. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll certainly be giving it a try when it goes live. Yeah, I, d I dig a lot of the uh, the the weapons. I mean, the one that really caught my eye with the uh, the whole lines of P was that falcon eyes. I just, I just like the concept of being able to shoot things from afar. Also, yeah. I, I don't know what what. A, uh, the name of it was, but like that kind of grappling hook thing. Um, it, oh, it's very the, reminiscent. Uh, puppet string, I think. It yes, was. the puppet string. That's it. It's very reminiscent of um, uh, the uh, the the grappling hook thing that you have in Monster Hunter World, um, yeah. and I think it was in also Monster Hunter Rise, um, where you know you could you know pull yourself immediately onto a a a monster, a boss, whatever the case is. Um, tons of fun. It looks it looks like it's there's going to be. A, ways that it can accommodate multiple people's playing styles. So if this is the developer's way of saying, look, 
trying to get newer people into the uh, the genre and it's not going to be as difficult, then I might give it a try. I just don't want to have to go and purchase a fourth Xbox controller or whatever the case <laughs> is, you know? That's okay. Play it on PC and then... Break don't... my keyboard or mouse. Sure, that's great because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I feel like depending on the mouse, the mouse might be cheaper than an Xbox controller. Yeah. No, not, maybe not so much. But yeah. Well, these these the new gen controllers are like crazy expensive. Mm. I mean, I don't. I've got the the Series X controller here. I'm not a fan. I've got a I've got a a Fong Kong Take a Lot Cheapo Jobby for playing on PC. <laughs> I, I, I will never buy something better. like this. I'll never buy something like this for my actual console. I would I would buy proper, but for like playing on PC, yeah. It might be better, no lies. They this is just the most inferior version of the last gen console, basically, that they could come up with. It's I, I, I can't stand I can't stand playing on it. Like I get so frustrated. I do I do like the PlayStation controller though. Um, I do so as I well. Do, I, I, I use the PS4 controller if I need to uh, play games on the uh, the PC, but uh, I do prefer the Xbox controllers layout. Mm. I do kind of feel, but like the old Xbox 360 controllers, those feel nice and sturdy. Oh yeah, the dog like bone, like like the the one Sam's yeah. got there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The dog bone, exactly. Yeah. So the last gen, if you the best controller, like hands down, I think that you can get is the final version of the Xbox One controller. Um, I think they called it the Series. I think it was the Series S controller. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what it was. Because then, yeah, it's the Series S. Because the new ones are the, just the Xbox Series controller. So the Series S is the final version of the last gen controller, and it is absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. And all the best things about it have been removed to make this thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one time, like, I mean, just the general size of this new one is so small. Like, I got normal hands, but it's like <laughs> normal, normal. I, I, you know what? Though? I do, I do play weird. So I play like sort of claw sometimes i'll pinch this and i'll be pushing things and i'll be using these fingers up here uh but i also play like with this tucked into my leg that is the most weirdest way that's going on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 sort of like vertical and i kind of like grip it like this yeah, that is very unique. And uh, mm-hmm. as Sam said, that's going to end up it's going TikTok. on TikTok. <laughs> okay, with the controller down here. Like, Bro, what? <laughs> that's so wild. But uh, Smurfs, um, you know, talking about a little bit about this mm-hmm. and, you know, wanting to have a chat to, uh, to you about uh, you and your streaming and everything. Um, how did you get started and what made you decide to load up OBS and just put things onto Twitch for the, uh, the world to see. It's, it's a combination of things. Um, mm-hmm. And it goes way back to when I was young, right? I used to record myself playing Sonic and like other Sega games on VHS. And then I'd like invite the homies from the neighborhood to like come around and watch it, right? Because the way our, our setup was, the TV was built into a TV unit, right? Like back yeah. in the day, you had yeah. massive monster TVs. And like you would build your sort of like TV unit around yeah. it. So you couldn't get behind it. So it was set up so that the video machine went into the TV. And when yeah. I wanted to play with the Sega, you'd have to plug the 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 AV cable, the RF cable, the the aerial cable, right? Yeah. Into the the video machine. So the one day I just tried it and like I was like, oh shit, I can record what I'm doing. And so I did that and like people thought it was cool, but then no one wanted to watch it. So I was like, hmm, how can I make this better? And we had the other video machine. 
So I would. I'm sorry, two video machines. Yeah, because one of them, one of them went to yeah, two VHS systems. One of them went through to my parents' bedroom so that they could watch in the bedroom while uh-huh. my sister and I like we'd rent videos all the time, right? Like that's kind of what you did back then. Yeah, uh-huh. we'd rent videos. Um, so we'd be able to watch two different things essentially. So I would like do highlight things basically where I'd snip out parts, and I then found a like a cheap crappy little microphone like mm-hmm. i don't it was just in one of the cupboards when i was digging around so i was like i plugged it in and like oh i can do voiceover so i told knock knock jokes man i tell knock knock jokes <laughs> over like trying to show people like some weird strats or or um how to like do something right in the games so i did that for a while but eventually it kind of just died off like it just wasn't something i kept up with a couple years later i'm at college uh well i mean even back then like i would connect with with my family that way i'd play uh dude lots and lots of ass climber with my sister oh such a good game i yeah. love ass climber tons of it with my sister i'd play games with my dad my mom didn't play so i'd like play for her and she was like she liked othello i don't know if you know that game it's where you got like the the black and white um counter things and you gotta like hop over the other count the other color and then you like snag it for yourself oh like mm-hmm. go oh go yeah sort of sort of it's Pretty much the same game, I would imagine. Unless you um, mean backgammon. No, 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 no. Yeah, oh, okay. They... With, like four pieces oh, okay, okay. in the middle, and you kind of like start oh, okay. working out and you fill the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So did a lot of that. Years later, um, I used to make my sister watch me play Silent Hill because she was so scared of it. I tried to teach her to play it, and like she'd hold the control in her hand and she'd just close her eyes and scream. And I. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, real, <laughs> so real. <laughs> yeah, so so I did that. My mother, I remember when I was in college, my mother had um, back surgery and she was like laid up for a month. She couldn't do anything. So I used to bunk college, wait for everyone to leave, and then I'd like sneak back in the house and like wake my mom up. And I was playing uh, Res Four on the GameCube at the time, which is one of the reasons it's so, so like such an important game to me. I was playing Res 4, so I'd go and I'd set it up in her bedroom and I'd talk her through what I'm doing and, like, we'd have conversations just to try and, like, take her mind off the fact that she's, like, she's stuck in bed for a month. She's not going anywhere. Um, and it was just that, right? Years go on. I kind of move out of the house and all that sort of stuff. And I see, I see streamers and, like, Twitch is starting to blow up, right? Amazon's bought uh, Justin TV. Things are happening. And I started watching streams and I saw a lot of like big people streaming. And I was like, dude, you're playing games and talking shit and making money. Like I can do that. That's easy, (laughs) right? So I started working towards it and you couldn't get anything here. I had to like import my capture card. It took me like four years, right? Cause I was, I was broke. And for a lot of that time, I wasn't even working, right? Four years to get all my stuff together. Never started. And I think it was just like that, the idea of like, what I thought streaming was at the time, it didn't quite click with me. But then one of my mates, he had a friend who was streaming and he told me to check him out. And I went and it was the first small streamer, right? But he had like a community. And I was like, this is, this is weird. Like we can talk and we can like interact and stuff. And that kind of, I don't know if it triggered these memories of like what I did as a kid, but I started building this inner connection with what that was. And so I was like, maybe I should stream, maybe I should stream. And eventually, like, I just, I don't do things. I don't complete anything I start, to be like, very honest. And I'll start a hobby and I'll give up in like a couple of weeks. So I never got, I still never got anywhere with it. And 
uh, my mate Chris, he's actually, uh, he was my first mod. He bullied me into it, essentially. And I was like, look, I'm going to prove you wrong. I can't do this thing. You know, I don't have good enough stuff. I don't quite care anymore about like the money side of things. So now I'm, I'm like really keen on this community thing, but like people aren't going to want to like hang out. No one's going to want to talk. Like I couldn't get myself to do it. So he bullies me into it. I'm like, okay, let's do a stream. So I did a test stream, like no jokes. I had placeholder stuff in. I didn't set the mic. The, the camera was like really big and in the middle of nowhere. The quality of the game was like turned way down. Like I put no effort in. Kind of it's been like, see, I told you so, right? And it'll fail and we'd move on and we could just be done with it, right? We, we took the chance. It didn't work. Uh, but people came in, man, and they were like hanging out and they were talking. I was like, this is weird. Why just, other people have like better streams go there? And yeah, and it was like immediately from day one, I was making connections with people. And then like a couple of weeks later, we'd do another test stream and they came back and they're like, oh, you know what? This thing this problem you having, like I Googled it, like you can do this, this, and this, and it'll fix your mic. And you do this, 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 and you'll fix your camera. And they actually helped me kind of get the stream together. Uh, and it, it just it happened like that. Like I was hooked immediately. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And it was years later before I actually put like two and two together. And I was like, oh, this is what I used to do just online and like to the entire planet. Like the, I can, anybody from anywhere in the world can like just jump in and say hello. Like it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a good way for, you know, people to connect and uh, mm. in, in a much more modern world. I think, you know, everything is online. It's, it's kind of the, uh, the new way that people hang out. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the way that I always picture streaming was when you were young and there was only one controller for a game or the game was one, you know, single player, one person's playing and all your friends are watching whatever the case is. It's just the same thing. It's just that there's a lot more people that are just having a different way to interact with yeah. you and are watching you just play a game kind of like how it was back in the day. Oh, I feel, yeah, exactly. Like just sitting on the couch with the homies. Yeah. Love that you were like, you Except. were like the first Let's Play channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Bef before the internet, you like get your friends over. Like, I filled the Let's Play. Come, come have a look, man. <laughs> yeah, before it was a, before it was a thing. So you've had a, a really interesting uh, introduction into streaming. What would you say is your most distinctive quality as a streamer? Oh, I actually. So I feel weird talking about this, but I do know exactly what it is. Um, and it's because people have told me and I didn't realize until they did. And now it's kind of like, I'm a bit, is it the caffeine twitches? <laughs> it's, it's not the caffeine twitches. I have, um, according to the viewers, a very childlike enthusiasm for games. And I've been told multiple times that people have been like, I tried this. It was too hard. I gave up, but like, I'm watching you play it and you make it look so exciting. Right. And it's that. I just, oh, dude, I love playing games, man. I just, I really do. And I know everybody on Twitch does, but like, it's, it's like extra, extra. And mm -hmm. people have pointed it out multiple times to me. Like I get DMs, people are like, dude, you know, I wanted to stream. I, I couldn't get going, but you have inspired me to do it. And it's always about like that real, like excitement and enthusiasm I have when I'm playing. It's, it's weird to like mention it, right? Like, kind of like. <laughs> Yeah. Out. But yeah, like that's that's what people kind of in, have told me. 
enthusiasm for games. What mm. what do you think is one of the uh, the biggest challenges for people that want to consider streaming, um, or maybe a little bit worried? What do you think is that that the biggest thing that people uh, like need to overcome in order to be a streamer? Two things, I guess. One is when you go and you want to start, you can't just start. You can't download you know the stream and then start the stream and then you're playing right it's there's it's not it's not hard but like when you don't know you don't know and it's very intimidating figuring out how to set up a stream mm-hmm. so you go online right you go to reddit reddit like unless you're on the internet and you're on reddit you don't really notice it right because a lot of new people come in get what they want and then go but if you spend time on reddit you'll see there's this like ebb and flow of um of opinions, right? It's very much like an echo chamber. And often people will come in and they'll be there at the time where like the wrong information is kind of being pushed out. So I think it's really hard to get started when the information you're looking for, a lot of the time is just misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things. And the other thing is people worry, like you often see people bring it up, like, is it too late to start streaming? And it's not. Like you look at small streams right 10 15 20 viewers you think they're going nowhere but if you actually look statistically they'll be in the top two three percent of the platform like Mm -hmm. yes there's millions of channels but so many of them aren't kind of they aren't getting picked up they aren't being noticed and Mm. if you come in and you have the right information about how to get going with streaming and how to start building a community um and Mm. you're you're comfortable with the idea that like yes there's millions of others you can be a top three four five percent streamer on the platform very quick it's just you look at it and you go well i've got you know 10 15 viewers i don't have 10 15 thousand viewers like the viewer count is mm-hmm. it's a massive difference but like statistically the percentage of of where you're placed on the platform is very mm-hmm. small it's very small and mm-hmm. and i think people still have a chance mm. now what are the game the games that you often play are souls like games yeah. and they're normally known for driving people to want to break controllers <laughs> or punch walls or doors and things like that super frustrating and everything right um what has been like the most difficult game souls like game that you've played and and why um i think the hardest out of all of them is probably dark souls 3 this is like it's one of those things though like you ask anyone who plays the games and they'll probably have a different one mm-hmm. um, but i think the hardest is dark souls 3 they've got tougher trash mobs um and the bosses are i feel i feel the bosses are a lot more aggressive so like if you're starting out dark souls 3 is probably not the place you want to go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's the hardest. But I mean, any of them can be made easy, I guess. Like you can, if you want to play and you want to be OP, you can go out of your way, spend a little time, level up, and you can just like walk through the games. Or you've got the challenges, right? Where you play a base mm-hmm. level on SL1, R01, BL4s, and you just don't. Yeah, it's playing the game without leveling up, right? So you start, you get the lowest level. Oh, okay, character, I was like, start to finish was... all bosses. I was like, what on earth is all of those things? So it's like <laughs> not leveling up or yeah. just start a gear or yeah, things it. like that. So you, you can you can make them as hard or as easy as you want to. I, the game already feels hard. Now you want me to not, not go and level <laughs> yeah. up and everything as well. Just, kind of feels like, why would I want to do that? Just go play it on a dance mat, man. Like, you know, yeah. easy yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
yeah like yeah. the so the thing right if you are in a soul stream if you're a soul streamer if you know if you ever around the community the saying is get good right like yeah how, oh, yeah. how do i do this thing and you will just see like get good just blast through the mm. chat right oh, yeah that's to me that's why i like the challenge runs because you you have to you can't when you do a challenge run especially when you do a base level run right mm -hmm. um the sl1 soul level one you can't get away with it right you can't not learn the boss you can't not learn the mechanics you can't not learn you know how to control your character and mm -hmm. so you're forced into it so like getting good i know a lot of people do try and get as good as they can before they even take on the challenges like just jump in like finish the game once enjoy it and then you know straight into a challenge run now speaking of challenge runs i know that obviously that's your big thing you're the the yeah. soulsborne challenge streamer so what is your current thing at the moment on your stream what are you what are you working towards um at the moment i'm working on a elden ring deathless uh which isn't it isn't that bad there's a couple things um mechanically that i'm just proper screwing up so it's like i gotta get good, i was gonna right? say radon begs to differ <laughs> oh radon man but fire giant oh dude fire giant is a handful but that's it right so you're in the challenge run you go i'm having trouble with this specific thing this over here i've got no problem with i'll just leave it as it is so I'm going to get good. I'm going to learn how to do this thing, right? You've got to do this to get through the challenge run. Um, so that's what I'm working at the moment. The death list, it's going pretty well, I think. I think. the Our first run through setting our baseline, uh, the only issues we had was uh, Godfrey, the, the final fight with Godfrey, uh, which mostly was just me trying things. Like it was late and I was like, oh, kind of just mess around a bit. And fire giant. <laughs> So like working on those, we we should be good. Okay, okay. Um, and just so that uh, people can find you and where they can find you and what time, uh, where do you stream? What time do you normally stream? That kind of thing. Streaming on Twitch. The schedule is half past five ish. Um, GMT mm -hmm. plus two. I do. I try to be on time, but like lately, there's a lot of like construction and stuff going on outside in the hood. So I've been late like consistently late but stream is scheduled for half past five uh in the evening gmt plus two on twitch and it's it's smurf r-t-z-s-m-e-r-f all right so there we go mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen if uh you want to go and catch somebody who is rolling out of fireballs from a fire giant or killing gold I, I I think it was Godfrey or Godfrey or whatever you were fighting last Godfrey, night that yeah. I was actually watching oh yeah last night was Godfrey yeah it's the yeah. first the first time you go to fight him yeah, so, I mean, if you're going to want to watch somebody that's actually good at Souls-like games, uh, play the game and actually learn something from it, uh, go and check out It's Smurf on, on Twitch. And in this week's news that nobody cares about, if you are one of those who have four, two, you know, four uh, two-terabyte SSDs and a one-terabyte NVMe and still all your drives show red in the Windows screen, then you're probably not the only one, right? Two weeks ago, Toyota shut down 14 factories due to insufficient disk space, reports Tom's Hardware. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Even a massive OEM vehicle manufacturer suffers from the same issues some gamers do. According to the press release from the OEM, the shutdown of these plants was as a result of system maintenance that occurred a few days prior. During it, data had accumulated in the database, was deleted and organized, and an error occurred due to insufficient disk space causing the system to just stop, <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently, the backup servers and the actual servers were running on the same system, and that's how the fault occurred. 
Um, a quote from the uh, the unsigned note was, going forward, we will review our maintenance procedures and strengthen our efforts to prevent a reoccurrence so we can deliver as many vehicles to our customers as soon as possible. The moral of the story, as quoted from Tom's Hardware, always keep some extra storage space on hand for any mission critical uh, things that you need to do, especially if you have... A- a massive company that requires software that can be timed to exact specifications in order to build complicated machines. I feel like this could have been avoided. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I've got four or five, five hard drives in my PC, right? And none of them show red. You know, a lot of them are actually worn the, they're like the first 25, 30%, right? But for example, uh, at our work, our service, when I open up and I just see red because all the things are like, there's only two terabytes <laughs> free of like these massive drives. And it's just like, man, it just gives me such anxiety to know, <laughs> to know that it's not just us that get anxiety when we see, you know, things are full and everything. 14 factories just had to be like, stop, double production. To Can sort you imagine it out. how much money they lost in that time? Mm. Oh, yeah. These 14 factories were all in Japan, right? And if I remember correctly, I think nine of them were like normal vehicles. Uh, Five of them were like the electric vehicle lines and everything. So if you think about the number of vehicles that they are pushing, that that, uh, Toyota makes, right? To give you an example, Mercedes-Benz South Africa manufactures close to, I think it's about 500 vehicles a day out of their single factory in East London. Right, a big factory creating Toyotas in Japan across fourteen factories. Look, there might have been different components and things, but still, you're looking at probably around five, six hundred vehicles a day. And I think it was down for about three, four days. There was no production out of it. That is a very expensive mistake that could have probably been resolved by two things: one, having more space available <laughs> and two maybe not running your backup system and your actual system on the same system you know <laughs> you know you know like um so so for those that have seen how i met your mother right there's that thing where they talk about where like if you see a really dumb sign like you may not do this please don't do that whatever it's because somebody has done that thing mm-hmm. right <laughs> yes, like do not yes. surf in the in the cafe or whatever like somebody has gone and done something incredibly sh- now in all it departments in vehicle factories around the world, there's going to be a sign that says, make sure that these two things are not on the same system. (laughs) It's going to be part of the policies and procedures that IT server administrators (laughs) and technicians are going to have to sign to say that, you know, we're going to make sure that there's no red drives or whatever on us. It's just, you don't think it would happen to a big company, yet alone a a, a vehicle OEM, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the home of, like, you know, oh, when I read this, I, I I just felt like, man, this was so funny. <laughs> Look, it's terrible because there was a lot of money that they lost, right? But also at the same time, just shouldn't have been done that, right? It, it, it feels like a rookie mistake. They need to hire more nerds. Honestly. <laughs> in Japan, of all places, they need to hire more nerds that know a little bit more about computers to make sure they have more space <laughs> well that about runs up on using gaming this week thank you so much for tuning into episode 21 of your week in gaming you can find us on x at ywig podcast and by email at your week in gaming podcast at gmail.com uh, i am andrew and you can find me on social media at my name is pengu 
Uh, I'm Sam, and you can find me on social media at Nari Mizuki. I'm Kevin. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok. I don't think I do anything else as It's Murph, I-T-Z-S-M-E-R-F. You know, it's been an entire podcast, and we've only just learned that your, never, your, uh, mm-hmm. that your name is Kevin. Hi, so Kevin. You know. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Our next episode will be out next week, Friday, the 22nd of September, 2023, at 7 a.m. GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Peace.